Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn Miles is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of Autumn Miles Ministries and the author of Appointed and I Am Rahab. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God, coupled with raw faith. Now, here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hello, this is Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you out there? I am just, uh, this is a good, a good day today. It is a great time of year. I'm telling you, I could not be more excited to come to you guys today. Um, thank you for listening. God has just really done um, some some really cool stuff already through our weekly show. So welcome. Uh, you know, we are going to talk about Christmas uh, the next couple of weeks because of course we are because it's Christmas time. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, there is something so special about this time of the year. Every every year, uh, I take a week, two weeks, three weeks to reread the um, Christmas story and to, to really immerse myself in the words, in the little uh, tidbits of information that maybe I didn't see uh, in, in years gone by. And God has been so incredibly faithful that every single year I, I, I really can glean something very practical in my life from the Christmas story. Um, it's, it's one of those universal stories that if you really take time to dig into it, the awe, the wonder, um, of it, man, it will just revolutionize you and get you ready for the next year that is coming up. And I'm so grateful um, that our Savior was born and that uh, the Lord saw a need for my sin and loved me and you enough um, to send his son to reconcile and, and to pay for um, our sins. You know, I have two one-year-olds at my house and um, they are precious in everywhere. All four of my kids are precious. We have four kids, Grace, Jude, Moses, and Haven. Um, but, I, but, but this time of year, you look at the kids and you look at how they respond to the wonder and the, um, you know, just awe and the whimsicalness of Christ. Christmas. Um, and it, it's amazing how I, I think back to the Christ child, how, how, how tiny my kids are, but how much tinier um, Jesus was when he was born and he was born to die for us. So that that is really on my heart this year as my son Moses um, is saying Santa at our house. And my daughter Haven, who is nine weeks younger than him, is not quite saying Santa, but she kind of, you know, does whatever he does. Um, th- this year is so precious. Um, this time of year is so precious. I want to get to to just to the text today. And I just want to tell you, I believe this is for someone today that is waiting for something. I don't know about you, but uh, we all, God makes us wait. It's one of his principles. You know, the, the birth of Jesus was prophesied hundreds, hundreds of years before it um, it ever happened. Even the Christ child, the Savior, we were made to wait for. And and I I really feel like in this season, um, you know, especially those single 
lost people out there. Um, you're waiting for that love. You're waiting for whoever God is going to send your way. You know, maybe you're a couple and there's some infertility issues and you're waiting for um, a child and, and you've asked the Lord and, you know, wait, 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 you're waiting for that promotion today. Um, you know, this, this show is going to be for you and we're just going to take it uh, straight from the text today. I, I want you to understand, you know, God gave me the vision to start uh, my ministry, The Blush Network, in about 2001 when I was married to my first husband who was abusive. Um, and in that uh, just vision that God gave me in 2001, I knew that it would take some time to come about. And I remember praying and waiting. And some days I would be so patient. Some days I would be like, I can wait forever with the Lord's strength. I can do um, whatever God asked me to do in waiting. And some days, you know, you're lying on the floor, totally depressed, asking God, why has he totally left you? God, where are you at? You know, I mean, just real talk. Can we be real here? Um, you know, waiting the, the is such a gift, but it plays on every insecurity that we have, on every emotion that we have. It is one of those principles that God has us do that teaches us so much without anything happening. Um, it's amazing how um, when, when God makes us wait for something, um, nothing happens at all. But at the end of the waiting process, um, we're so much wiser, um, sharper, patient, um, understanding towards other people who may be waiting. There is such a wealth of um, lessons that God teaches us during the wait. So that's that's kind of who I'm I'm talking about today. Uh, I want to read from Luke two. You guys are going to be very familiar with the story, and we are going to start. Let's see. Let me see where we're going to start. Um, I'm sorry. There we go. Luke two, <clears throat> Luke two, uh, verse one. Now, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus. This is going to be very familiar. Maybe you heard it in church this morning that a census will be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child, the child, of course, being of the Holy Spirit. While the days were completed for her to give birth, she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the end. And this is where I kind of want you guys to lean in today. Just lean in. In the same region, there were shepherds staying out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared before them. The glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be for all people. For today in the city of David, there has been born a Savior, 
who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you that you will find the baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger, and suddenly with an angelic multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, let us go straight to Bethlehem and see this thing which has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry. You know, I was I was reading this and um, really felt inspired slash convicted about my own weight. Um, you know, we, we, we read this and, and I feel like sometimes we read the Christmas story and it almost becomes um, like old hat. I mean, I could probably honestly recite everything I just read, but taking the time to go through the different things that happen in the Christmas story um, are very important, um, you know, around this, this season. But, but I, I was so inspired when, first of all, the angels appear to the shepherds, and there's a whole message on that right there. But when they appeared to the shepherds, they were simply doing their job. The shepherds were not, um, you know, of course, they no doubt have been waiting for the Christ child, for the Messiah, uh, for for years and years and years and hundreds of years at that point. Um, but they were simply being faithful. And I, 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 that struck me in such a way, you know, sometimes, um, during the wait, we have a tendency to get very anxious, to get very angry, to, um, you know, want something. Some of us even trying to try to manipulate the things that we're waiting for to happen sooner, like marrying the wrong person or, you know, getting on Tinder or whatever. And, you know, trying to make something happen with one of those guys trying to fit a godly man or woman into um, into a person that that isn't a godly man or woman. Um you know, the, the shepherds standing here were simply doing their job. And that struck me to the core because they were being faithful in what God had given them. You don't see them um, freaking out. You don't see them um, being anxious. Now, no doubt they probably were not expecting the whole angelic, uh, all the angelic host to come up and to bombard them with this incredible announcement. They were very unassuming and they were faithful. And as I was thinking about this, I was thinking about how um, God, when he is ready to speak, he comes to those that are standing there they're, they're, uh, on their stations and they are doing the work that God has set in front of them. If you'll be faithful with the little things, I'll put you in charge of many things. A lot of us want to go from nothing to big things. Well, that's not the process that God set up. And I couldn't get over this fact that the angel, the shepherds were just simply being faithful, faithful. They weren't trying to showboat anything. They were, um, you know, being like the little, the, the, the little consistent train that goes down the track, you know, chugga, 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 chugga. It was just a very rhythmic. They were being faithful. They were tending the sheep. 
And all of a sudden, uh, these heavenly hosts um, came and made this incredible announcement. And I just want to challenge you with with my first um, point today. Are you being faithful during the wait? Are you waiting for God's best? Because the shepherds received the best announcement there ever could have been ever in all eternity because they were being faithful. Are you waiting for God's best? Are you trying to get what you want before God is ready to give it? And, um, you know, I can't hit this hard enough in our culture today. You have to follow the process of, um, that God has set out for us. Faithful is part of that process. Don't get ahead of God. Stay the course. Fight the good fight. Keep the faith going. Um, I couldn't get over that. I, I absolutely love that. I know that God is is speaking to them today, you know, uh, to someone today. Now, the next thing that happened is here the shepherds are there and they are, um, you know, being faithful in the region. And the angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. Luke two verse nine, and they were terribly frightened. Now, um, I, I, this, my second point here is suddenly throughout this whole passage passage that we see the word suddenly. Now the shepherds are being faithful. They've no doubt waited for the Messiah for years and suddenly Isn't it interesting how, you know, we wait and we wait and we wait and then all of a sudden we get a phone call. All of a sudden we're hooked up with someone on eHarmony.com. All of a sudden we get a positive pregnancy test. All of a sudden someone walks in our office and says, uh, we want you to do this promotion. All of a sudden someone is calling that we have uh, wanted to call for so long, offering us the next step in our life. All of a sudden someone is asking for our forgiveness. All of a sudden, uh, we're, we're growing and suddenly, and it's, it's, it's a concept that will, uh, uh, especially when God is involved in this suddenly, sometimes just like, uh, the, the shepherds came, um, suddenly there was a group of heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill to men. We can sit in, um, in with the spirit of God. And be surrounded by his things and be surrounded by the presence of God. And, and um, God can show himself mighty in our situations. And, and we still analyze whether we should do the thing that is presented to us. Now, this is where I, I just kind of want to put my own little twist on this story. They're clearly making an announcement. Listen, the Christ child is born. You you need to go see him. But I want you to just pause. And for those of you that have been waiting for any length of time and said, are you ready for, I, I want to just say, are you ready for the suddenly? Are you ready for the sudden opportunity? You know, some of us get there. There is a comfort level that comes with waiting. My husband and I adopted um, our two babies and we waited for two and a half years. And it got to the point where our family was comfortable with the waiting. 
Yes, the first at first we wanted the baby like ASAP, um, you know, and I was very impatient and I was wondering why is no family birth mothers picking us and what's wrong with us and God, what is going on with us and oh Lord, where is our child? We're waiting on one. God gave us two. Um, and then somewhere I would say around a year, a year and a few months, I felt my spirit calm. I felt my spirit at peace and I I became comfortable with the waiting and I, and, and, and God sort of illuminated the fact that, listen, I am working in your life. It's interesting to me. I knew God had already told us that the Lord himself had confirmed that we were definitely going to adopt a child. Um, I thought there was a chance of us adopting two children. Um, But, you know, I was saying, I said, Lord, you know, whatever you want us to do, we will do exactly what you want us to do. Uh, But but I had become uh, accustomed to the weight that all of a sudden, February 18th, 2015, my husband and I were um, meeting with a realtor about selling our house. We get a phone call. Guess what? A baby is due in two days. The birth mom chose you. Will you take this child? We'd waited two and a half years. All of a sudden, the call that we have been waiting for. And my husband and I didn't pause very much. And and really, we didn't have much conversation about it. We were going to take that child. It could have been anything, and we would have taken it. We would have adopted a kangaroo at that point. Um, we were so incredibly ready. But this is what I see happening. We get so accustomed to the weight. We get so comfortable in the weight that it almost makes us complacent. That when the opportunity arises, we have to switch to a new normal. Suddenly you get that promotion. And then I find people starting to um, wonder, well, should I do this? Is this of God? God, you know, give me 17 signs as why uh, I should take this. And you've been waiting all along for some great work of God to happen in your life. This suddenly happens and then you analyze it. And I really see this in, in Christians' lives in the churches. There, there's, not, there's a lack of faith stepping up to the plate and saying, yes, Lord. My husband and I were not prepared to take on two. We didn't think we were prepared to take on two kids. But God knew how he had put the love and the desire for two kids in each of us. We, we uh, got the call about Moses February 18th. Will you take a boy who's due in two days? February 19th, we got the call about our little girl. Suddenly, we get a call about a boy. Will you take a boy? Suddenly, very, very suddenly, we got a call about a little girl. Will you take a little girl? And, you know, we, we looked at each other and we thought about it. It didn't take us too long. Um, my, I looked at my husband when, when we got the call about the little girl and he, he didn't even, he didn't even take a breath. Yes. Now, was that, what was it challenging? Absolutely. Two, two infants, nine months apart. Absolutely. But when the, when, when we had waited so long, I wasn't going to get caught up in the comfort of the wait. I was going to walk through the suddenly doors that God had put in front of you. And I guess I'm just saying to you today, are you prepared for the suddenly or maybe has the suddenly already come and you're thinking about it for three weeks and asking everyone, you know, and analyze 
visualizing this and trying to to, to um, talk yourself into doing this suddenly that God has asked you to do? Or are you just stepping up by faith and saying, okay, Lord, I don't understand the ins and outs. I don't have all the um, all my questions answered, but I am going to walk through this door and I am going to trust you in this moment. We need more people stepping up the pl- to the plate and trusting the Lord with some blind faith, like some of these men of old, than analyzing God's will for their life when God has clearly shown them what it is. I think we lose the abundant life when we analyze too much or too long. I just want to let that resonate uh, with you um, just for for a second, because I really, really do believe that this is happening um, in our culture suddenly. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, you know, they said, hey, listen, the Christ child is born. This will be a sign to you. Um, I love that the, 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 the God knows that we as human need signs. You know, um, it's interesting if you if you look in Isaiah when, um, you know, the the birth of Jesus is even prophesied um, about he Isaiah was giving King Ahaz a sign. Listen, I'm going to give you a sign that Israel <laughs> is, is going to be OK. I'm going to give you a sign that you're going to be victorious. And here we have the angels um, hundreds of years later giving the shepherds who probably were a little insecure. They were frightened. The text tells us that they were frightened at the suddenly. It's OK to be frightened at the suddenly, but don't let the fear um keep you from doing exactly what the presence of the Lord and uh, is telling you to do. Don't, don't let that, that keep you from it. Um, but here these, these angels are and, and, and the, uh, they say, listen, this will be a sign for you. God gives us signs because he knows that we're butt flesh. He knows that we do doubt. He knows that we are insecure at times. This will be a sign. This is exactly what I want you to look for. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. It's okay to ask God to confirm things in your life. I talk about suddenly and walking through the door. One of the concepts that we have done, um, I have just made it a part of my life that will be a part of my life forever, um, is confirming what God is telling me through his word. I know that the Holy Spirit, God, the word of God, um, none of those things are ever going to contradict themselves. So when I feel like God has placed something in my heart, that God has told me something, I go directly to his word for confirmation. I don't really go off my feelings, although a lot of times my feelings will back up um, the path that God has put me on. I don't really rely too, too heavily. I do consult wise counsel, but the word of God is really what I stand on. And I think that we as a culture need to get back to confirming things through God's word and not our feelings through God's word and not our inklings, although they all might say the same thing. God's word is a rock and we can stand on it. The the angel said, this will be a sign. You'll find the baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. And in verse 15, 215 says this, when the angels had gone away 
from them into heaven. The angel, the shepherds began saying to one another, let us go straight to Bethlehem and see this thing which has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. I'm just, I'm just going to end on that note right there. Let us go straight to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They went straight there. You can even see them talking together, but not one of them that when the shepherds were talking after the angels left, no doubt they were like, whoa, what just happened? But none of them had a negative um, response. None of them said, oh, no, I think I'm going to stay with the shepherd. You guys go ahead and go. The angel said, go, see, and they went straight there. I want you to surround yourself with people in your life, just like these shepherds that are going to say, listen, if God is telling us to do it, go straight there. If you've got a naysayer in your group, if you've got someone that is totally negative in your group, if you've got someone that is constantly questioning everything about what, are you sure God said that? Are you sure? Are you sure? You know what? Get rid of them. You need a community of people like these shepherds that are going to say, if God said it, we better do it. We better go straight there. We better see this thing because what would have happened if they didn't? They would not have experienced or witnessed or seen the very face of the baby Christ child in the flesh. Surround yourself with people like these shepherds that if God says it, they go straight there, they do it, and they they reap the blessing of obedience. Love you guys. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back with you tomorrow right here on The Autumn Mile Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Mile Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn Miles' book, Appointed. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on The Word 100.7 FM.